Hello and welcome to episode 53 of our podcast, Smart Consulting Sourcing, the podcast about consulting procurement. My name is Hélène and I'll be your host today. Each week, I'll give you the keys to better use, manage and source consulting services. This week, I'll tell you a brief history of consulting. Last week, I reviewed the seven high-level consulting capabilities that every client should know. We saw that the consulting market is diverse. Each one of these capabilities is divided into many subcategories in which some niche consulting firms thrive. And capability is just one of the many dimensions to describe the industry. The history of consulting goes way back. Indeed, consulting has always existed. We can trace advices to decision makers back to the antiquity. Marco Polo, Colbert, and Hamilton are in a way the first consultants. But modern consulting originated in Europe at the end of the 19th century during the Second Industrial Revolution. The consulting industry has always followed the trends closely both in management theory and technology. However, the specialization and segmentation of the consulting industry continue to scatter the market. Each region evolves at its own pace, depending on the maturity of both buyers and sellers of consulting services. Consultant is not just a fancy name, but a professional who can make a difference in how a company addresses challenges and succeeds. A simple definition of a consultant could be the following. A provider of expert advice to another person or an entity compensated for their services. How old is consulting? We're not sure exactly, but the evidence of the first consultants offering advice might be traced back many centuries ago. Consultants then might not have been called consultants, and thought leadership could have been words of wisdom and guidance. But as this ancient quote by Homer to Achilles in the Iliad dating back from 750 BCE suggests a great leader can inspire his, his follower and lead by example. Be both a speaker of words and a doer of deeds. Modern consulting generally follows the economic development starting in the 19th century and it has been shaped by it in profound ways. Management consulting sprang out of the need to help businesses improve their performance. The history of consulting is holistically intertwined with the growing needs of businesses shaped by industrial developments worldwide. Businesses needed expertise and independent perspective to help them achieve their goals, improve strategy, streamline processes, increase sales and profitability, and many more. And consultant perfectly delivered in the roles of independent contractors. The contemporary phase of the history of consulting started in the late 19th century and early 20th century, when the first need for work rationalization emerged and is generally viewed as the beginning of professional consulting as we know it today. The need for expertise in organizing people, processes and machinery gave rise to creating the first management consulting firms. Among the main factors for the creation of management consulting are the increased need for efficiency in operations and the leverage of the specialization theories of Taylor and Babbage 
Archer the Little started as a general management service and later specializing in technical and management engineering. They were the first to introduce scientific management. This method would allow companies to improve the efficiency of their operations by studying and optimizing each part of an operational task. As U.S. managers in the early 20th century scrambled for efficiency in their factories and needed ways to speed up their workers' performance, these progressive methods were enthusiastically adopted. As management consulting developed, the boundaries of the service became clear and more profound. Clients started seeing the need and value management consulting could provide. Management consulting is a service directed at managers to help them make decisions. It is knowledge-intensive and independent. The work is structured as a separate project and can be conducted part-time or full-time. As pointed by Mark Badgey, New forms of production spurred growth and more significant capital needs, well beyond the typical financial means of any given business. At the same time, the need for expertise and professional business management grew significantly. The third phase of the history of consulting started with the second industrial revolution that paved the way for growth and profitability. However, it also created many challenges that managers could not always overcome on their own, especially because investors were no longer involved in the day-to-day -day operations like most owners once were. The separation between management and ownership of factories grew into chasms. Professional managers were neither owners nor entrepreneurs. Facing the responsibility of making major, complex decisions, they looked for advice from consultants. Even governments started to seek advice from consultants, whether it was the U.S. government hiring Booz Allen and Hamilton or the French government implementing scientific management in its defense industry. Following the great financial crisis in 1929, the Glass-Steagall Banking Act in 1933 stopped banks from getting actively involved in reorganization and consulting activities. However, this new law triggered rapid growth in demand for expert advice in banking, finance, management, strategy and organization, which boosted the consulting industry. And one of the pioneers in the modern e-consulting industry McKinsey Company, founded in 1926, quickly established itself as a provider of both accounting and strategy expertise. While banks and large accounting firms were moving out for regulatory reasons, the firm experimented with new business development methods. For example, it leveraged its general survey of company managers to gain corporate clients. The structure follows strategy, according to Raymond Chandler, as a means to its implementation. From a consulting standpoint, it turns out that strategy consulting followed the organizational efficiency version of the service. Under Bruce Henderson's leadership, the BCG, Boston Consulting Group, 
offered multiple strategy frameworks that are still in use today. The two great examples include the growth share metrics that helps companies evaluate where and how to allocate cash among their business units, and the experience curve that models the evolution of cost with the number of units produced for the first time. During the 80s and 90s, the demand for strategy and organization consulting developed rapidly. Meanwhile, the need for information technology advice and expertise grew exponentially. As a result, the number of consultants and a range of activity exploded, spreading geographically into Europe, Asia, and North America. IT consulting and the big accounting firms mark a major development in consulting. Computer technology and its wide adoption in economic and business terms are shared in a new consultancy field. IT consultancy became an important new niche. However, computer manufacturers were prohibited from offering the expertise due to antitrust concerns. As a result, IT consulting developed independently, offered by outside vendors. It led to the creation of EDS, Electronic Data Systems, by Ross Perot, a former IBM employee. The big four, who were the big six at the time, swiftly diversified beyond accounting and auditing into consulting. Seizing an opportunity to grow their consulting market share, they populated the IT consulting niche market, helping clients, among other things, to implement enterprise resource planning, ERP, systems all over this world. By mid-1990, they became larger than most other consultancies. Most of them ended up splitting as a consequence of the Enron scandal. IT consulting can be considered the largest and fastest growing segment of management consulting, depending on calculation methods, with only operations excellence coming close. Business excellence as a concept sounds really exciting, and we can thank McKinsey for being the first who introduced the idea of scaling up success through excellence in the 80s. Leveraging the work of Peters and Waterman from the book In Search of Excellence, McKinsey introduced the 7S framework. Also inspired by Nadler and Tushman's congruence model and Galbraith's TAR model, this framework served as the foundation for leaking strategy, organization, and culture. First, it identified competencies and then later capabilities as sources of competitive advantage. Today, McKinsey & Co. continues to be a consulting industry leader. Since the mid-1990s, the company offers operations excellence programs. Most large consultancies have embraced the same offering to the point of commoditizing it. Moreover, today's increasingly competitive environment requires true excellence for entire processes from A to C. Things excellence in manufacturing, excellence in R&D, excellence in marketing and sales, you name it. For consulting firms that were previously leaders in one field of management consultancies, it's always challenging to establish a similar position in a new field. 
it's not easy to diversify. The more logical approach is specialization by capability and by industry sector. It has been a major factor for management consulting branching out into several cap specialties. Strategic management, information technology consulting, IT consulting, human resources consulting, digital management consulting, operation management consulting, engineering management, management science. Beside the segmentation, consultants also began to focus more on specific industry verticals. So the history of consulting is still ongoing. As clients have started to better understand what value consultants can bring them, many changes will shape the future of the industry. Brexit, COVID, remote working, etc. For instance, unless you have inherited the same perception skills as Tom Cruise in Oblivion or Jim Carrey in The Truman Show, you have probably noticed that everyone speaks about embracing digital. Consultants have clearly identified this wave and strategy consultancies, the before, the back, IT consultancies, and even media agencies collide at full speed. And that's another story. Well, that's it for today. Next time, I'll answer the question of working with large consultancies, stop or encore. In the meantime, if you have any questions or want to learn more about what we do at Consulting Quest, just send me an email at elaine.lafitte with two F and two T's at consultingquest.com. You can also have a look at our website, consultingquest.com, to know more about our book, our publications, and our services to improve your consulting sourcing. Bye and see you next week. Au revoir.